And thanks for tuning in to the Clam Throne Blodgercast. We'll be back with five episodes and a random weekend in the coming and also weeks not too far away. But for now, let's record a blodge. I'm Cabba and I'm with Ash. Hello, Cabba. How are you? Hello, Cabba service. I'm all right. I'm pretty good. In a bit of a mood, having a tea and a beer at the same time mixed together. You don't really want to be mixing your drinks. That's something I've learnt the hard way. And also the difficult way. You've got red wine and a VB. Yeah. Mix them together. Um, correct. <laughs> Animal. Mm-mm. Smart. I said yes to a glass of wine as I was grabbing a beer, so. Cool. When all else fails, why? Oh, at least we're growing up in our mid-30s. <sighs> and out. Mid, mid to late and out. I was just and listening cold. to the latest A Bremelin song. Pretty oh. sick. Although I could not find the lyric video, so luckily I couldn't understand what he was saying. <laughs> it's quite hilarious lyrics, i got to say. Like, not appropriate <laughs> one bit. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't, I don't quite know about them, to be honest, but they're sort of, I don't know, man. They're just interesting. You should, you H- should definitely. How impressed you were by them when you saw them live a few months back? Yep. Um, and especially the vocalist and lyrics aside, listening back to the song without lyrics, I thought the vocals was a pretty intense performance on the recording too. Super, super. <laughs> but yeah, live, it is a bit of a different sound. His gutturals sound more intense live, I would say. Okay. Um, but even still, point, point made, they sound cool. And <laughs> point made. <laughs> my favourite bit about them is the... Um, He's just random one or two word highs that he chucks in here and there. Yeah. Well, there's a few of them on the recording. I reckon they're just like the, ah. <laughs> yeah. Real it's a real hey. like outward singing. Definitely should do um, some Tom Thumb Vox like that. Yeah. Well, you did do a bit of, of that. Toss on, the um, cock. Some, yeah, exactly that. Yeah. Exactly that bit. That's what I was thinking of when I heard it. <laughs> I see where you get your vocal influence from, from the full gore whore himself. Oh, come on, please. (laughs) Sorry, sorry. Sorry, we're on a fucking family podcast here. So, um, what's been hoopening? Uh, Just doing heaps of shit that I don't want to be doing. Nothing bad or anything, but just going to work, seeing people like my parents. Not that any of that is a bad thing, but I just want to be... uh, Doing things that I want to do, like mm. lodging, podging, cuming, and <laughs> playing music and shit. And I'm just not, even in lockdown, still not getting as much time for that as I'd like to. Yeah, I'm struggling with the time factor during the week, mostly because I'm still busy as all shit. Um, hence our inability to podge yesterday. That Mm-mm. fucked me over. Happened again today, pretty much late meeting, but I'm in my office right now mm. so it's not that the worst good. so as soon as i finish up throw laptop yeah. walk out door go for a walk full gore get whore. red wine get beer full gore whore start yeah. podge that's it it's exactly the how it and uh still drinking vb blocks yeah cool going well man yeah so. i saw someone the other day ordering cases of feral you can get like Alphabetically or? Hog and stuff. <laughs> oh. uh, from 
like direct from Feral when they deliver them with really? amongst other things to your door Bre- if you live within however many k's of the brewery. Does your dad own a brewery? Duringa. Duringa, yeah. I feel like we've got several humorous topics to cover today. I know we do. Should we get started? Well, we've already started on full gore whore for a start. Start sucking. Start. Yeah, that was a good one. I'm glad we've got to discuss that already. <laughs> Any other good new songs or funny shit? I uh, did listen to the companion album to Sun O's Life Metal. Oh, fuck. I um, forgot to listen to Sun O since last time. This morning, actually. Um, How's it compare? Well, nothing compares to you or ye. Yeah. It's called Pyroclasts or Pyroclasts, depending on how you um, say it or spray it. Um, how's the cup of tea? <laughs> it's good. Scald the cunt onto the beer now. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's pretty good. I really enjoyed Life Metal, and I think listening to Pyroclastis um, tells me why. It's because it's sort of like a bit more um, memorable. Um, this one has album, uh, sorry, has songs bracket C, bracket G, bracket E, bracket A, and I think it, I didn't really pay too much attention closely, but it's it's probably just the single fucking note or chord for the entire 10-minute song. Mm. Um, whereas there's a bit a bit of depth and a yeah, and a bit of stuff going on in the life metal one, which I like. So okay. don't know if that's a new good thing to recommend, but that's pretty much the only shit I've listened to in the last week. So what about your dirty dick? Funny nonetheless. Um just for a change, probably heaps of catatonia, because there's a new album of that coming out. And also on its way out. Um, and I don't know why I like them, hey, but when I put it on, it's just like someone is coming directly in my ears, hey. It's just like chilled <laughs> and um, <laughs> and um, it's, it's just a nice, easy listening break between extreme metal and punk and other things that I listen to. Um, so is I just like to chill back with it for a bit. Just what? a one-songer? I think they've got three new songs out thus far, like single at a time. And none of them are amazing, but I'm enjoying them nonetheless. And I, th- I think album is Friday or something tomorrow. Just give me the fucking album, mate. I know. Yeah. Sorry. I shouldn't have brought that up. But, oh, no, the reason I did want to bring that up was because, so they have a new album, right, coming out. So they just put a post up and say, hey, everyone. Album comes out whatever date. It's going to be on all streaming services and available for you to listen to. Um, streaming's great and accessible tool, but in these crazy times when unable to tour and unable to play gigs would really mean a lot to us if you could buy a physical product from us. Here's the web store links in your relative um, countries. So whatever. I just click the link, buy a CD and shirt within two seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, and there you go. They've got 60, 70 bucks out of me and a happy boy and something's going to rock up in the mail. And I didn't even think twice about it really. Whereas then you've got winter sun who go on and on and on about Mm. it for multiple multitude of years. And now everyone is just really angry at them. So I've been Mm. lolling at that for most of the week, all the posts and videos and shit that, um, that winter sun have been putting up and just the myriad of replies, um, and almost starting to feel sorry for poor old Yari A. He's hell copping it. Yari. And he's just um, 
double downing in his own words and sticking up for himself. Yeah. So, you know, nice bloke, talented as buggery, thinks he's doing the right thing, is backing himself in mm. and just not listening to any of um any of the complaining fans and don't know, there's just something in his head that is telling him he's doing the right thing and to keep doing it. So whatever, yeah. but he's but not I getting mean, any money out of me at this point. So I guess it's the opposite of um, a happy boy and rocking up in a mail. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so good segue to that, of course, because the full gore whore story, um, I found it because I saw an ad for a pack, a CD and a shirt, and I thought it was vinyl and a shirt, and I almost bought it. Actually, I thought it was a long sleeve shirt and a vinyl. And then I clicked on it and it was a T-shirt and a CD and went, sorry, guys, yeah. I'm not wearing full gore whore around the neighborhood. <laughs> um, Despite so, being a full gore whore. Yeah, exactly. But I did think about the fact that they've got that all pressed up in these COVID times we live in. Mm. So interesting that also Catatonia have and they're available in other regions because I, I don't quite understand how it all works with these borders being locked down, but we can still order Full Gore Hall on CD. Um, anyway, as far as Winter Sun goes, Winter Sun, I was one of the supporters of the crowdfund. Crowd selling. Crowd feeding. And I got a, um, what the fuck are those things called? Update from Indiegogo in my mailbox. And first thing this morning, I think I sent it to you straight away. Just this video, and it's like exclusive update. And it said, um, you know, last contact three years ago or something like that. So I thought this is kind of weird. Watched it, and all it is is him. Well, it's the whole band going through saying, We really want you to support our next two crowdfunding so we can finally finish our vision of the Winter Sun Studio. Uh, and also, by the way, we have a Patreon that you can give to every week or every month or something like that. And I'm not, I've, I've ripped on that whole idea quite a lot over the last few years, but it's just like you're saying, like, what are they even giving us at this point? Like the whole idea was that they would crowd feed, give us an album as an interim while they build their studio and then finally release Time 2. And three years later, they just haven't done it. And remember, it was already late at that point. They were promising it for years already. So it was just like, what do you possibly need a studio to do that you couldn't... Like, we know we've recorded albums before. I've recorded four bands before and procured studios and hire gear or rental gear and... It just doesn't take that much money these days to do. If you really want to get a fucking piece of music recorded and it's written, that's the trick. I don't think it's written, you know what I mean? Mm. Or is constantly refining it. It's never finished. It's like, uh, at this point, I don't even care enough to even rip on it. Yeah. Well summed up. I don't really have anything to add to that. But, I mean, yeah, the first, when they... did the, the Indiegogo thing. It was like, oh, all right, fine, whatever. Um, 
I can hand, I can deal with that. I didn't contribute myself, but I was thinking about it, and and you did, it and a lot of people did it. You know, I'd be happy to, assuming there's going to be more music more regularly, and a studio, cool, a cool idea, fine. I'd, I'd be happy to contribute to that as well. But like you say, it's just what it. They released Forest Seasons, fine, cool, that was good. I don't think that was really the original intention. It was like that was a filler until time two could be done. Um, but yeah, then, I don't know, then just a few years later, pretty much, I don't know, they did touring and stuff and everyone would be happy about that, but I don't know. It's just gone on for too long and then to just come out and be all excited about having more, having these Ooh, patrons just doing these shitty videos and instrumental versions and things that no one really cares about, surely. No. Um, and then, like- and then for people like that that did contribute, who got the album, the the high quality shit download and stuff, and then they just released it on streaming anyway for everyone else yeah. to to listen to. I, I don't know. I don't think they're being, you know, in, there's no integrity problems or anything like that. I don't think they're purposely taking the piss, but but they are all the same. Head is wired strangely. But like, I'll put it, I'll put it to you like this, right? They crowd fed about. 350, 375,000 euros, right? Which at the time was equivalent of about 700,000 Australian. I'm sure that they would have got taxed out the arsehole and he alluded to that or he stated that in one of those things he sent me. Yeah. But what's that, 50%? So let's take it back down to, let's call it 300,000 Australian dollars, right? Then they said, oh, you were supposed to give us, build the Winter Sun Studio with that. Um, but instead you're fucking around with cameras and you're touring the world and he's like, no, 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 we're paying for that elsewhere and we're living off that money and we're doing all this other stuff. We've, we've used the money to build an interim studio, but we need money to complete the vision. Let me fucking tell you this right now. I know Finland is expensive in terms of property and land and stuff like that. So I don't think that he's bought a space with it. But he may have, and that's where the money went all of a sudden, right? But if I was in Australia, and Perth isn't a cheap place to buy space in, you don't need a warehouse. You just, for a studio, you just need one room. You know, Yari, me, you, we all have studios in our house that are just like guitar and vocal studios, basically. It's the drums that cost money because they're fucking loud. And we all know from Yari's countless demos that they use digital amps and they use plugins and computer technology and stuff. So even at the most expensive you could possibly get, an iMac Pro for seven grand, 12 expensive as shit dynamic microphones, um, averaging 300 bucks is 3,600 and 12 condensers slash maybe you'd have some rhythm uh, ribbon mics in there or something at a thousand bucks a pop, you've got 12 grand. So all up, that's 22,600 bucks, right? Preamps, you need 24 channels. Let's just spend a thousand bucks on each of those bloody channels, right? So that's another 24 grand on preamps. What else do you need? An interface? Let's buy a fucking Apogee Ensemble and it's like, I don't know, Four and a half thousand bucks or something like that. Four, five hundred. Um, 
And then all the interconnects and leads and all that shit. Let's call that $2,000 or something for leads and shit, right? Um, let's give a budget to stands and all this kind of stuff. So 24 channels, 24 mics on stands. Uh, we're talking 200 bucks for awesome stands for all of them. So 200 times 24 is what? 4,800 bucks. What else could we possibly need, Cabba? Well, this lead, leads to his, his other main argument is, you know, fucking Coca-Cola, you give them money to buy a can of Coke. You don't ask them where their, where their money's going. He shouldn't have to justify where he's spending the money. Okay, that's wild, by the way. Even though they all live in Finland, apart from one of them, even, I don't know, transport to get to the studio, you know, well, ex- extra shitty costs, even their lunches, I'd edit any sort of consumer was in strings and fucking whatever, servicing to equipment. With that amount of stuff, we've got six, I'm rounding up to 65 grand. With the leftover 35 grand out of 100, you could pay for all that shit. Uh, living uh, expenses, not having a job for a while while you put the album together. Yep. And then let's tack on another 50 grand for rent for an entire year of a place. Mm. Um, and then there's little particulars in there I've missed out. Things like monitors and right. headphones and a bit of bullshit. But basically, basically, long story short, I can spec out a dream studio um, for 150 grand. Now, you go and listen to a Winter Sun album. Go listen to Forest Seasons and tell me how that fucking thing is recorded. It's Not superior like drummer. It's Yeah, it's a $500 drum program. It's the guitars they already own. It's definitely plugins or axe effects or something like that. Again, they already own that shit. It's their tour rigs. And it's probably the, the one SM7B that Yari already owns for vocals. Like... The shit doesn't cost that much to record, and on the extreme end, you could spend 150 grand and repeatedly churn out albums if you've got the music written. So I don't know where that extra 200,000 bucks has gone. On top of that, maybe he tried to buy a place and he's suffering and has a part mortgage or something, but I just don't understand. And you talk to any studio owner in Perth, Western Australia... And they would just be like, my God, if you could give me half, if you could give me 150 grand to go nuts, um, I could easily do it. And it would be far exceeding the setup I have at the moment. Ask anyone, except for fucking Poon's Head or something who already has a million bucks worth of gear. I guess what you do have to remember is all a lot of that money that was coming in also included a product. So... Did you get a physical product? Did you get anything out of it? Just the download, right? Or you didn't get shirt or CD delivered or something? I mean, there was maybe packages for shirt and CD. Yeah. So yeah, I guess I guess you're right. Yeah, you're right. Maybe so that would it. also, depending how much nuclear blast contribute to the whole thing, but maybe some pressing and postage and all that sort of shit of things that are supposed to be included in people's packages, and also in their also entitlements. Their, um, subscription but do you know what i mean like i've i've just spent a hundred grand willy-nilly on the most insane multi-track setup that any 
death metal band could ever fucking hope for. Guarantee you that a Bremlin album didn't cost that much money. You know what I mean? Like, for God's sake, what are you doing? I can tell you, like, I don't know, going down that angle, he would be stressed to the fucking max because... I don't know, just like copying the abuse and shit now, but not even, not even that, but just as soon as this has always been the biggest problem with when all this crowdfunding shit started, it was like, as soon as you're asking for people to pay for shit up front in this sort of format, you're promising them product, a creative product, and you can't force music like this. You, you, Sometimes, you know, look at fucking Tool. It can take 15 years to to write an album, to be in the mood for it, to be happy with it, whatever. But when you've got people breathing down your neck because they've paid for something, of course it's going to be challenging to to force yourself to write creative music and perform well and whatever. It would make sense sense for something like Time 2. If the music was written, that's a whole different story. So, yes, you'd contribute to that because it's already there. It's just helping them make it as good as it can be. But the crea- kind of, you know, the, the writing process has done it. It's just making it mint. Mm. But it's like in this modern world, you do not need money to write music. You never needed it anyway, but you can pretty much get it to a, a semi-pro and also, City. yeah, um, state for free with just the same fucking computer you watch your Netflix on. You've already got your guitar. You just plug the damn thing into a Scarlet Sapphire, whatever they're called, for 200 bucks, And you've got free plugins for absolutely everything. And you could just write a masterpiece. You know, then- I'd, I'd almost prefer that. Someone like Nebula Viscaris just saying outright, we want to make minimum wage so we can not work and focus on this shit full time. At least they're flat out honest about it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But it's crazy, man, because I, I mean, that's what I do for fun. And I would never ask anyone to give me money to do it. Like, I barely ask myself to give myself money to fucking write songs. That's ridiculous. What What's a new set of pickups going to do for my songwriting? Jack mm. fucking shit. And Jack Cock. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, fucking hell. But uh, I can just see this panning out so badly. It's going to get to the point now where he's going to just say, I have severe depression and I can't release any more music ever again. But think about the poor dudes in that band and he yeah. enlists them to do these videos and they're trying to do their thing like Timu tries to do, well, he is doing a living out of um, playing in cover bands and side projects and giving lessons online. And if people get this perception... Same as SM. Uh, yep. And if people get the perception that these guys are disingenuous shitheads because of the folly of Winter Sun... It's I mean, like, we've toured with him and you couldn't meet nicer, more humble guys. Beautiful Placid, people. calm, nice people. Flaccid, Not an evil people. Um, bone in their body. Not a... Maybe one hard bone. Thick, long, <laughs> penet- penetrative. Not a flaccid bone in their body. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
But even yeah, I don't know. Some of the some of the comments on some of these posts are just ruthless. And even at uh, just and as an example, someone's ripping on Timo about his smile or something, saying he looks fucking like smug a or something, creeper in these videos or something. You're like, oh, he's such a nice this bloke. Is, this is gonna go so badly. Poor Timu. That's so it's ridiculous. Just gonna ruin them. He's a fucking genuinely nice guy, eh? Like, they all are. They all are. It's it's just such a shame. And, oh, man, I think about um, Isengard, my album of the year last year's Isengard with commentary. And um, he's, like, writing a folk metal album and he hates folk metal and he's strongly opinionated and he doubles down on his own bullshit. This is Fenrir's here. Yet he did it for $200 in his basement in 1991 or some yeah. shit. And it's like that's that's what it's about. It's it's fucking death metal, man. And it's mm. it's folky and it's powery power music and it's you know a bit flowery. But oh my god, how did he do Winter Sun, the first album, the self-titled album, with basically no funding? The best album and probably the most successful and the yep. the one that will withstand the test of time and people will go back to over and over again. Yeah, that's a test of time, time one and time two. <laughs> um, fuck. Yeah, anyway, it's wild. It's going to be, <coughs> fuck, my voice keeps breaking. It'll be very interesting to watch it unfold and keep talking about it on every single one of these Blodge episodes for yeah for a while. <coughs> I guess in other news, um, I was talking to one Mr. Paul Cottrell the other day. Um, Sorry to otherwise hear that. <laughs> Known as Paulie Cottrell. <laughs> He's building a fucking ISO box so he can track nine-foot um, guitars in his room mm. silently. Well, as close to silently as you can get. So using tube amps and stuff, but he's got this enclosed box with microphones in it. And he hasn't done it yet, but goddamn, I'm keen to hear the results of it. And he's just a he's just a young whippersnapper go-getter, that Paulie Cottrell. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's trying to always improve on his like what he can provide to an album and i don't think it's about cut down cutting down costs i think it's more about harnessing improving his skills and harnessing his own ability to push out creative shit and yari's had that for years and claim the thrones had that for years and i guess that might even do we have anything hilarious to talk about I told you the other day that my album of the week was Forged in Flame by Climb yeah. the Throne. So that's what I'm actually sedgwaying to is that oh, yeah. you told me your album of the week is Forged in Flame. I mm. laughed and lolled <laughs> and snolled. <laughs> Had a listen to it and I just thought, fucking hell, it brought me right back to 2013 and us mm. trying to do this for ourselves the first time. And it was just like that whole spirit of capability, you know? And here we are. Let's rip on ourselves for a few minutes. I can't even. I don't even really know why I put it on. It was like, um, from time to time, I get a bit down without much claim the throne happening in my life. Right. Um, but it's definitely not a band I ever listened to because I'm in the band and I know how the songs go. So why the fuck would I want to listen to it? But uh, slight off topic here. Um, I've been looking into Twitch a little bit and watching um, like live streaming of musicians and shit, just playing stuff. And I stumbled across the other night 
Firstly, I unfortunately watched some live Rob Quinn <laughs> for about two seconds and turned that off immediately. But I stumbled across the dude from Trivium who's been doing these Twitch streams. Oh, Matt Hiaffi. Yeah, not a fan of Trivium at all, but fucking was engrossed. End up watching it for like an hour. Really? Um, of him just performing Trivium songs by himself in his room with like backing track and stuff singing and playing guitar and he's got all these videos and just people commenting on it. It was off the chain. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a lot of people doing acoustic shows and stuff. And I was like, maybe I could do a live acoustic claim the throne gig on Twitch or something. Please. So I started looking into that and then I, I haven't even played those songs on acoustic guitar for ages. So I started, um, I was making a bit of a playlist on my Spotify to listen to the acoustic songs so I could re- relearn the lyrics and shit like that. <laughs> and, um, I think the first song that I had queued up was In the Mist from Forged in Flame. And I had that cranked in the car. I was like, fucking hell, this is way better than I remember. Um, And so I just restarted Forged in Flame from the start. And that first intro track, I was like, man, this is off tit. Real, I, I, I forgot how much of like, I don't know, uh, aggression and shit is in that album. The vocals and stuff, the vocal style is way different than what I even do now. Real desperation, desperation, which you inspired at the time. Even the the intro to the album is like real at the gates inspired, where it's that sort of violiny sound, um, kind of like yeah, your early at the gates inspiration thing that I've probably blatantly ripped off. But or my dying bride, if you ask Dyson. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. That style thing, and then just some fucking hell screams. Um, I was just like, "Wow, this is cool." I skipped the next few songs because I've kind of heard them eight thousand e- e- eternally hate them. But I was starting to get to some of the other songs that we never played, or I've just haven't heard in five years at least. Just going, "Fuck, these are real good." Um, even the acoustic songs and stuff, like pretty ruthless. So yeah, just like so many unnecessary screams, which is funny. And a lot of, like, just <laughs> the sound effects and shit between songs. A lot of just weird things where, you know, like, the, the the biggest gripe I've always had with that album, it was that, it, that it's too much. It's over an hour. It's too much <laughs> fucking songs and too much riffs and too much shit to sink into. But listening to it now as someone who doesn't even know the songs. As, as a 35-year-old man. As a 35-year-old listener of metal, I'm just going, man, this is, like, chock full of metal, so many fucking riffs, and just all good, and just some really interesting shit. And then it gets to the end, and there's that big epic in Blood Be Sworn song. I'm just going, fuck yeah. me. That is probably the best song we've ever put together, and I've never, I haven't listened to it in so long. I never played it. Um. So yeah, and and then it ends like with the same riff as the intro song, kind of. And then there's this hell outro with piano. All these interesting, like, the Jessie's vocals were at the peak of her fucking game in that, I reckon. So, and and considering the um, the production issues we had and considering just how much of a fucking mission it was putting <laughs> that album together. Yeah, it was. Now that it's so much later, I've kind of, I can just let the problems go and just listen to it for what it is. And fuck me, I reckon we created a hell good piece of art there. Wow. Um, do you have any tissues? Oh, sorry. Just they're all filled with my own 
sticky cum, but you can borrow <laughs> oh, one if you want. <laughs> oh, chicken congee, eh? Um, yeah, I listened to... I started listening to World Grows Dull, regretted it instantly. Yeah, yeah. Um, because that. that was something we played on tour for fucking yonkers. Um, but it is a fun song to play live, I've got to say. Um, and I skipped to the interlude deliberately between Zephyrus. No, 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 no. Between Grand Destruction and Zephyrus. Yep. And that was one of my proudest moments yeah, on there. Yeah, yeah. I always liked that. Yeah, because it was like a, it's some fucking ambient key change to set up the next song. And mm-hmm. I did that and hoped no one told me off and it worked out okay. And that got me thinking... I was like, we put a lot of effort into this. Oh, big time. Like, it's um, a real soundscape. Like the whole thing is just like somehow pieced together really well. Uh, I didn't listen to Incursion, but I did listen to Serpent and the Sphere. Good star. one. Real Serpent good and one. the Star. I forgot that that song existed. Yeah. And I, I was listening to it and I was like, oh yeah, I remember that bit. And now it's going to end now. And then it just went through like maybe nine different parts. And mm. then ended. I was like, fuck, I don't remember that being like that. But I, I was as I was listening to it. I was like, fucking hell, that's pretty weird. The acoustic bit in the middle with piano. Yeah, piano. Piano, <laughs> yeah. And that's, what, that's one of the things we still try and do to this day is try and like have these sections where it just like the song will kind of end-ish and then it'll have a little interlude bit and stuff and then it gets heavy again and... Yeah, we don't really quite pull it off or also do it that well in our newer shit, but we were really onto it back then without even realising it. I know, weird, hey. And um, I knew you were listening to In Blood Be Soon, so I listened to that start to finish. And same sort of deal, I'm like, what the fuck was I listening to at the time on drums to make me want to like, do that, compliment whatever you were doing? Um. Yeah, and you can hear my influence on the clean guitar verses, I guess, in Blood Be Sworn, where it's like... Big time, yeah. Trying to get the bass and the kick to just lock in really synced in. Um, yeah, it's so funny. We were just like not... I wouldn't call it fearless. I'd actually call it just youthful and energetic <laughs> or something. Yeah. But um, the, actually, the big takeaway from that was obviously we tracked the whole thing. Um, and a lot of things went completely wrong from the get-go, me botching a drum session at Poon's Head and so on. Recording you know, out of tune. Recording out of tune, yet yeah, I noticed that because I could hear some artifacts from trying to retune some of the guitars there. We didn't get tones because the reamp thing didn't work because the fucking Pro Tools um, interface I had didn't have a line out. So I remember we had to get Al to put on that guitar tone after the fact. But, like, I was listening to it and I'm like, this is a cool mix because everything sort of spatially sits in its own place. Like, I mm-hmm. think, uh, Al, considering we handed Al the most steaming pile of dog shit in terms of production <laughs> that he could possibly ever work with. Proof that you can polish a turd. You can polish a turd. It's it's really <laughs> good. And it's, yeah, it's got it's got that thing about it, that width and... The drums sound quite roomy, and let me tell you, there ain't no room mics in there. So, whatever he's done has just given its own space. And the only thing that could have been better, and this is on a tracking side, is remember Jim's 
piece of human shit, yeah, BC rich motherfucker of a base. Oh, that. Yep. Yeah, which was supposed to be so good. It, in one bit, I was like getting used to the fact there was like basically no bass in it because there's no low end in that piece of shit guitar. And then the bass came in and it sounded like a bit flanged. Again, probably because I think there must have been something wrong with the pickups or something. And I'm like, oh, that's right. There's bass in this album. And yeah, if, if only there was that thump and we could have done it. And that's honestly the inspiration for me to buy this Fender P bass I've got now was that how bad the bass tracking was on that shit. But yeah, hell of a time. Very, very booze-laden recording sessions mm. that went for maybe six to nine months. Mm. Um, yeah, interesting. Whilst times. living together. Yep. In that fucking front room. I yep. remember, because I think that was pretty much when I'd just gotten Reaper. So I was sort of playing around, probably making the most fucked demos. Like I should go back and listen to the Reaper demo file of In Blood Be Sworn. It would just be all over the shop. So I don't know how you managed to piece that together into an actual song. Yeah, I remember going to Soundworks Studio like the day before I went into Poon's Head and I set up my drum kit and it was the first time I played it on an acoustic kit because we weren't jamming. That was another big thing. And I was like, well, I'm not ready for this recording session. Because I thought I was on the electric kit, but I just fucking wasn't, man. And um, mm. No yeah, stamina. No stamina and just needing to just not lie to everyone, but just not tell anyone, oh, the reason why we're um, tracking this album to just click tracks and no drums is because I've, I've, I'm just trying to save processing power when mm-hmm. actually I was secretly on a record at Henhouse like a week later. Fucking <laughs> hell. Oh, man. <sighs> anyway, I was quite proud listening to it and, um, yeah, yeah, inspired to just learn those songs again, some of them, and just muck around. If I had the technical ability on the computer, I'd probably try and do something similar to what the Trivium Comp was doing. It's pretty cool. Well, I can help you Don't now think- that our restrictions are easing and also mm. um, something about dicks and penises it could help you out. Yeah. Could do that. Could also just go to the rehearsal studio if they're open at some point. But yeah, if you're happy to, I'd probably probably enjoy it. Um, yeah, he obviously just had it running through his computer and with a mic and a poppy and yeah. Actually, I did muck around a bit because I hadn't really I haven't used Twitch before at all, and I was assuming cunts probably just use their smartphone. Uh, sp- uh, mic and video, which you can do, but it's kind of run through another streaming platform, so you have to get like OBS, Streamlabs, or whatever. So I was mucking around with that for like an hour and not really getting anywhere. Kind of enjoying fiddling around with it and also playing <laughs> with it, but didn't get anywhere and wouldn't be able to pull it off or do it well. <laughs> <laughs> this joker is never going <laughs> to die, hey? <laughs> uh, but I kind of have an appreciation for Twitch now, and occasionally I'll just put it on at night and just go, who's streaming music live? And it could be fucking anyone. Yeah. You know, 
<clears throat> I haven't thought about that at all, um, about Twitch, but remember when we were recording Desolate Plains, you had a Twitch account going? Mm, I doubt it. I would have had it. Or was it called like Submarine or something? Mm. You were streaming some shit live in the studio. I yeah, thought it was Twitch. I was actually. No. Was what it called was it? Submarine? No. Nah. I don't know if I hear it. It might have been a bit help. of Instagram, but no, no, there was something, wasn't there? Yeah, it was some weird oh, I can't live what streaming it was. shit. Yeah. I, I think it started with S. Pe- Periscope? Periscope. Submarine. Yeah. Yeah, good, Periscope. Cool. That was it. Yeah, okay, okay. Cool. I forgot about Twitch that. Which is different. Yeah, I remember that was like, that was Cunt 10, the song, and it was the yeah. hardest and most difficult song for me to play because I was really crapping Dak by that stage. And you're like, hey, I just streamed that whole last 10 minutes of you bucking up that recording. I'm like, oh, cool. But then when I watched it back, I was like, oh, maybe I was being slightly too harsh on myself. Mm. Um, yeah, that, that gets me onto just this, just this burning desire in my fucking dirty old stinky 30, almost 36-year-old body to build a house. <laughs> Um, that's all I can ever think about doing is not, not just building the house, but obviously building our room. So I guess similar in dimension to that studio underground room that we used. Um, but rather than having separate control rooms and ISO booths and stuff like that, just having my current setup in that room. Um, my God, that is my goal in life. Hey. Before I'm 45 and before I run out of stamina, <laughs> I will fucking do that. And then. Yeah. You want to get the value out of it too before you're an old decrepit cunt. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So anyway, that was a bit of a fucking sidetrack there, but that's no, honestly you've, you've, all I can think about. You've been wanting to do that for ages. Yeah. You should. It just sucks being a drummer and not being able to drum. Yeah. Without spending money and lugging gear across the bloody city is ridiculous. Yeah. Paying in a weekly rental fees for rooms that you might, you have to travel to and go to and use once a week. Yeah. 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 It's disgusting. You've been playing guitar a lot? (sighs) Fucking shit loads, mate. Yeah. I sent you that song last week. Did. Yeah. Loved it. Loving all your stuff lately. Fuck yeah. I think it's half a song. Yeah, I agree. Um, I actually got to that point and I was like, I sent a Cabba, uh, sent Cabba a song called Such Song One, First Half. And he's cunt like, 10. Yeah, Cunt 10, First Half. And he's like, Sounds like I can't wait to hear the second half. <laughs> but I, I'm like, You know what? It's pretty much resolved at that point. Mm. So if I, I'm not going to try and force the second half. And I think that's an important claim the throne thing coming from and also arriving from um, Fortune Thalm is that there's 12 songs and some of them are short and some of them are long. Mm. And if that's just the way it is, then fucking get an interlude of a man walking through the bush and move on to the next song. So you've got no interest in chopping it up a bit and repeating parts and because the amount of music you've got there, it is enough for a full song. But only speaking from my style is to have repeating parts and whatever. You know, I th- 
But if think. it's not what you do, then why would you bother? Yeah. See, this is where I think, Cappy, you could actually assist me. And remember when you said you could put some, um, how do we call it? Um, man got buried alive and soaked in water for two years, then sung vocals on some of my stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how could I forget? Yeah. Like, I'll um, listen to it in another nine years. Yeah. If you were to collaborate with me from like the perspective of how, how could I actually do that? Because it's not in my nature. Like you've heard Farthing Wheel, 23 riffs and the song goes for 49 seconds. How Let's come f- back to that in a second. Remind me. Yeah. Okay. So that that's where I'm at. My whole my whole idea of songwriting is just start here, finish here, mm. wipe up, and then you're done. So if I could if I could get back to those bits, and I keep almost reaching for a guitar here, um, yeah, because I do I do have a second half to that song. I just don't think it's that strong. Whereas that first half mm. of the song. Puts me into a fucking space, a specimen, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You've got ideas? Vocals always give stuff just a fresh perspective and it ends up having a whole new feel that it wasn't really intended to be for. Um, I would really be interested in collaboration. Like, this is what I want out of collaboration. Yeah. Is to do that. And, um, <clears throat> It's just going to end up being a fucking Claim of Throne album, but like I've also thought the same about some parts of the shit. So you know the bit that you did um, the crushed up and fucked vocals on recently? Like I kind of even thought that that's like maybe I'll just throw that to Jesse. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, and it's like... Even for fun, if nothing else, or curiosity. And yeah. Ideas. Yeah, and that's why I loved listening to what you did to it, because it's like not what I would think to do. Yeah, I would be I interested. Know. You should just, it would be a hell interesting experiment to give something like that to like five different people and say, put vocals to this and mm. send it back to me. Yeah, yeah, it is fucking interesting. And then just compare all of them it would be fucking... Very interesting. Yeah, it would be. Anyway, I think we should talk a bit more about collaborating on this stuff. Mm. Um, because I, I guess to segue to the uh, Devon Townsend Pioge cast, have you been listening to any of that? No, I'm going to f- subscribe right now so that I remember. Yeah, I mean, definitely worth listening to. At a certain point, it starts to become a bit like he's obviously going through some real rough stuff and I've finally got out the other side of that. But um, what I hear loud and clear is that he is just a vehement soloist. So even on stuff that other people could do, he's like Billy Corgan or something. So like he he needs Jimmy Chamberlain to play drums because he can't, otherwise he'd fucking do everything. Um, and that's kind of what I feel like in this little project. But I'm just not convinced that I'm a good enough songwriter to carry this shit through, you know? I think I'm good at ideas, but I think really what collaboration should be is not just you give me a riff and I put drums to it or I give you drum beats and we do Tom Thumb to it. Mm. It's, um, yeah, perspectives and if, I don't know. 
don't know. I'm wrapped up in the technicalities of like, um, uh, I guess, pr- progressions and um, what are they called? Not interludes. Well, interludes, big time. Pro- um, fucking hell. Transitions. Mm. Transitions is oh, okay. what I'm thinking of. So I really care about like melodic transitions. So things um, maybe like they resolve, but it, it like seems to flow. I think that's what progression for me is all about is that things flow and regardless of how agonizing it was to get them to do that, like the Grand Destruction to Zephyrus thing, it was kind of after the fact. We'd already written those two songs, but I got it to work. Is that it makes sense to me when I listen back to it that that's the direction it goes in, which is Farthing Wheel and you said you had something about that? Yeah, I was just going to ask where the latest album is. Huh, it's all up here, baby. <laughs> Get but that I, I should be recording that right now, shouldn't I? Yeah, you're I thought, right. Isn't it recorded? The other one. Oh, it's just demos, mate. New. Oh, New. yeah. Yeah, good point. <laughs> it what is are you, done. Hypercenter? It was done a year ago, but I've been waiting for art from my friend, mm. Barker. Um, or Barkir, but he just hasn't done it. Maybe I'll just text him after this podge and say, are you doing the art or am I drawing a picture of a small dick? And that's it. <laughs> I reckon just go with the latter. <laughs> White bit of A4, small cock. Done. You're right. A speech bubble coming out of the cock that says Nude. Yeah, I just, I had this grand plan for this wicked hand-drawn artwork and it's mm. just never going to happen, is it? Oh, maybe he's onto it. You never know. He might have just forgotten, got halfway through and not finished. No, nah, yeah. So. No, nah, I talked to him the other day. He hasn't done fuck all. Mm. Y- you're right. I'm, that's on the agenda, mate. I thought you meant the new album because I've fucking written the new album. Well, so, What, Time 2? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Tomb 2. That's going to be your forest season. Newt will be your Time 2. It'll yeah. get superseded. I can't imagine having an album that supersedes the previous intended one. Pretty yeah, wild. I know. I'll tell you what, though. It's pretty good. Like, yeah. like, no, I'm not so, sorry. That sounds real wanky. Like, my album is good. It's not bad at all. It's pretty coming f- from the guy that just raved about Forged in Flame for half an hour. Yeah, that's true. But it's just like a real honest, organic sounding album. Thanks, yeah. Al. And mm. yeah, he he said to me like probably six months ago, it just needs to come out. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> oh my god, I, ca- I actually kind of forgot about it to be honest. Um, yeah. Just Bandcamp the cunt or something. Yeah. I just need a logo or art and I don't have Logos. it. And that's one thing I really can't do. Like I can I can create a Tom Thumb album of Satan wanking my thumb off with yogurt on it. But it's just not quite appropriate for Farthing Wheel. Yeah. But maybe it is. Who knows? Maybe I'll just grab an old photo off fucking some shit and use that. Use the picture of that red devil with a massive clay cock in front of you. <laughs> All right. Album of the week. Are we playing a song on Forged in Film, which is the whole reason this podcast started? I guess so, yeah. 
Um, fucking for lols at the ocean's edge. Good, good choice. Because that's something we've always wanted to do and forgot that we've actually already done it, as in having an acoustic song that has a heavy section in the middle. Lots of ridiculous vocals. I like if I'd listened to the to it a few years ago, I would have really cringed. Mm. But I'm listening to it now, going, "That is fucking funny." It just sounds like, don't know, some bunch of fuckheads who are trying really hard. Yeah, it is funny. It's I like that it's bookended by acoustic shit, mm. and at the yeah. end, it steps up the folkiness. Yeah, quite funny. And I'm I'm, okay, I'm listening to the folkiness of that album. <clears throat> And again, at the time, I was like, I don't know. I, I would always just go, what are we, fucking Corpaclani or something? But listening back to it now, it doesn't sound pathetic like Corpaclani. It sounds like good, like dark folk metal. Am I allowed to just real? Okay, at the ocean, ocean's edge, that's a fucking thing. On request of sleep, did Suodacra do something this week? They did. Uh, not this week, but he listened to it this week because he's doing his best albums of 2019. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad you brought that up because he messaged me last week about the same thing and I'd forgotten that they'd released it. It's uh, it's pretty much us re-recording only The Brave Return, which we never did, but right. it's them with... Uh, they did a your fans vote for your best songs from the first four albums or something. And they chose yeah, all the, the songs with the most votes from their early days, re-recorded all of them, made a new album out of it. So how does Emprise to Avalon re-recorded sound? Pretty good. And good enough for me to go, can't wait to go and listen to the original again now and listen to it immediately after that. But when it did come out, I listened to a couple of songs. I was like, oh, it's, it's pretty good. It's better than most of the other new Sudakra music that comes out these days. I'd rather listen to this. But I also get kind of annoyed because I'm like, why waste your time recording shit that already exists? Yeah. yeah. Um, but after Sleet's Message, I put it on and it's pretty cool. There's some of the songs in particular are really good. It's a good track listing and um, just cool songs. I really love their, their, their style. No one does it still to this day. Hell underrated. Just like Climbing the Thorn. Climbing the Thorn. 